Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the Author Incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. We are back for another episode of Book Journeys Radio. So great to be with you guys here today. You know, the um, purpose of the show is really to help people who have for a long time wanted to write a book, wanted to write their first book, their second book, um, and they haven't been able to get it done, and they're wondering why, they're, they're wondering what's standing in their way. And we really couldn't have a better guest to talk about this than Colleen Troy, who is the author of Now or Never for Scaredy Cats, Stop Hiding, Break Some Rules, and Have Way More Fun Before It's Too Late. So obviously Colleen's work as a... Um, as a living, fully dying, wisely coach is really focused on whatever your dreams are. But if you're listening to this show and maybe you see yourself as a bit of a scaredy cat and pulling that trigger of being seen as an author has been challenging for you, I think the message is not only from how Colleen wrote her book, but actually learning more about the book itself is really going to help you figure out how are you hiding, why might you need to break some rules, and is it possible that now is the time to get your book done? So I'm so excited to have as my guest today, Colleen Troy. Colleen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Angela. Uh, Very, very happy to be here. Awesome. Well, let's just start off by telling people about Now or Never for Scaredy Cats. What's your book about and who's it for? Sure. My book is all about recognizing that uh, I've lived a life in uh, a place of fear more than uh, a place of, uh, I guess, bravery or um, just solidly standing in my own place saying, here I am, world, look at me. I've got gifts to share. I have things I have to say. And just recognizing that I, at the age of 55, when I wrote the book, um, it's, 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 <laughs> it's time. Uh, there's a lot of years that are behind me. I've lived a lot of life, and I've lived a great life, actually. Uh, I have a lot of things to be grateful for. But there's this fine line then when you get to middle age where you recognize, I recognize, oh, what's the space in front of me here? This life in front of me is a little more unknown as far as my timeline. It's now or never. And part of that, the impetus to uh, move into this theme of now or never had to do with, you know, again, middle age, Losing uh, my father and my brother uh, to cancer, and just the, that that shakes you up a little bit. And uh, mm. I recognize, I recognize it's 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 
I don't want to live in that place of fear. So starting forward, I don't want to live in that place of fear. Yeah, I love that. So when you wrote your book, you talked about three um, three different fundamentals um, that you had for your readers. Um, hiding was one of those hmm. big concepts. So how do you think hiding stops people from doing a project like you know, finishing a, finishing a book or doing an adventure race or some of the other things that people might not do? What, what is hiding about? Yeah, sure. It's about, for me, it was all about um, self-expression, but being afraid to really uh, open my mouth at times and really saying this is, you know, speaking my truth. Uh, to to people in relationships personally or to mm. strangers, just speaking my truth. And so, as a scaredy cat, you, <laughs> I'm worried about you know uh, being self conscious or maybe not having the limelight shining on me. And yet, there's this inner voice, Angelo, that's that's really wanting to break free and break loose from those fears and. Say, I've got, I've got, you know, ideas. I have creativity, and I want to express them. So, you know, writing a book—that's <laughs> that is the that something that I thought about for a long, long time. And as a scaredy cat, um, I, I just didn't take action on that desire because of my fear of self-expression. And I have to say, since the book has come out, um, I, I have definitely experienced a sense of liberation, and I want that to continue. That's awesome. Um, and so let's talk about breaking some rules. That, that, doesn't, uh, that, that doesn't always seem to fit with scaredy cats. I feel like scaredy cats want to follow the rules, so why is breaking the rules important? Okay. Um, I I realize that I'm my own worst offender when it comes to um, creating rules and living by them. I actually don't like it when people tell me what to do in life. Then I sort of have a rebellious streak with that. But when I really took time to look at my life, um, I realized that I was the one imposing limitations on myself. And so, um, for instance, when I talked about um, um, losing my dad and my brother, younger brother to cancer, I, my husband and I had owned a business. We um, sold it, and we didn't immediately go into the next uh, realm of, uh, of career or work we told, we told ourselves we wanted to take a gap year for midlife people, and we wanted to give ourselves a little bit of space before we decided what we wanted to do next. And what I'm talking about here is, you know, the rules of, oh, you've got to keep working and working and saving for retirement, uh, because we weren't going to retire yet. We're still uh, actively uh, engaged in work, and and yet we knew what was important, because that time of retirement is kind of vague too. It's unknown. Mm. So how yeah. do how do I know that uh, I'm going to buy a teardrop trailer when I'm uh, 65 or 70 
and I'm going to be able to go on a six-month journey with it. I don't know that. But we took the the risk to, um, and, and bought that teardrop trailer, and we traveled and enjoyed ourselves um, doing things outdoors that we love to do. We're physically fit and able to do that. And uh, um, that's, a, that's breaking the rules. You know, I had a lot of people say, ooh, you, you, you know, really? You're going to do that? And should you really be doing that? Um, so that's just an example of just taking yeah. time to reflect on, on recognizing what, what am I telling myself about uh, limitations and what limitations am I setting for myself? It's time to kind of, you know, bust those limitations. All right. And then the third pillar here is all about having fun. Um, tell me about having fun, and is that something that comes naturally to you? It seems like everybody having fun should be easy. What, why does that need some guidance? Okay. Oh, well, that kind of ties in with the, the rule um, setting and the rule limitations because um, I have, you know, I'm 55 years old. I grew up with the values of you work hard, and you work hard, and you work hard, and then you play some. And those that structure, you know, has just stayed with me for a long time. Uh, and yet I realized <laughs> that, again, looking forward, do I want to be constantly with my nose to the ground, grindstone, and um, not ta- and only allowing oh, little pieces of fun here and there? Uh, when I write a to-do list, I write about um, breaking free of writing to-do lists. I was I was the best to-do list writer you have ever met. But I realized that if I woke up, write, made that to-do list, that's all I focused on all day long. And and I get accomplishes tasks. I'm I understand that. But when I somebody's like me, we just follow that you know that to-do list. There's no space to breathe in there. There's no room for creativity. And so it was time for me to, to totally break that habit, and I have been free of that list writing habit um, for a bunch of years now. And it just allows for the space for possibilities and creativity. Oh, so good. I love it. Well, let's talk a little bit about the process of writing your book. Um, What was, during the process of writing, what do you think was the biggest challenge that you faced, and how did you overcome it? Uh, I, I guess the biggest challenge for me in writing the book was to... To really fully let go of doubt that what I had to say mattered. So, in other words, the process of telling my stories and writing that was pretty easy, and yet uh, there were times when I would go uh, go to the computer and and look at what I've written, and then you know just those little little moments of doubt saying, okay, really? Do you really think people, you know, people want to read this? Um, But when I signed up, Angela, for your program, I 
was, I know that place where I was, I know the moment I said, yes, I'm going to do this. And it was with absolute confidence that I knew I could do it. So just the mm-hmm. challenge was listening to those moments of doubt and then putting them aside so I could continue love writing it. the chapters. I love it. Um, a lot of times when people get stuck writing, maybe it's writer's block, maybe it's procrastination, maybe it's just like a sense of dread that they don't know what to say. Um, one of the things that I have found works really well is adding in movement. So going for a walk, going for a swim. My authors who have the least problems have dogs. Anyone who has to walk their dog a couple times a day, it's like one of the best gifts for writers. Um, and I know that you incorporated movement into your writing process. Talk a little bit about how that worked for you and what the effect was. Oh, just absolutely, absolutely believe in moving the body um, to, 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 again, feel a little freer. Um, that's how I felt. When I would be sitting at the computer knowing, you know, I had X number more, you know, thoughts to process and try and sound coherent with that with those thoughts but yet I was struggling and time was ticking I said I I recognized I needed to say enough close the computer and the absolute best thing that worked for me was to just put on my um, shoes and go for a walk and what I would do would be to kind of place the intention or the seed uh, within me that as I started the walk, okay, this is the place in my writing where I'm stuck and just recognizing that and feeling certain that, you know, I can continue when I go get back and I would know what the next sentences would be. But I wouldn't focus on that on the walk. I would just start walking my body. And honestly, for me, I would just get insights as I would be walking along, random insights that would make me, like, recognize, oh, yeah, that's what I can say next. And it, so I wasn't suffering at those times. Um, and and I, I also know that I had originally planned six chapters in my book, but it was on one of the walks that I realized uh, what the a seventh chapter was going to be all about. And that was really fun and exciting to have those moments of flat insight. I, I call them flashes. This. And like, yeah, they are flashes. And here's the thing. I don't know if you had this experience, but for me, I have the exact same experience and yet I'm surprised by it every time. And I don't know why it's fun. I'm like, I just came up with this idea out of nowhere. Like, no, what you did was you created this space for the idea yeah to show up for you. Like you created some space in your head in between to-do lists about, you know, dinner and taxes and hot water heaters and all the things in our life. When you can create that space, there are ideas that are yours, but it's almost like you haven't earned them. Um, You haven't like, you know, really been available, you know, been available to receive your own, your own inner wisdom. So yes, it always feels absolutely. like a miracle. I'm like, oh, I don't know how this happened, but it really does work quite consistently. Absolutely. Total faith in it. <laughs> yep. Love it. Awesome. So I know you tried to write a book in the past. Many of our listeners have been trying to work, write the same book or many other books. 
Um, and I am wondering why you think this time you were able to finish. What was different? So I signed up for your program, Angela, like two days before I was going to be leaving for six months um, to work in a business that I help my husband out with some of the time. So six weeks I was going to be traveling, the first six weeks of the program. But I I was also in the space of um, recognizing that I needed to give focus my attention on myself. And this was a gift to give me um, to write this book now. My kids were gone and um, we had you know, finished the teardrop experience. We moved to North Carolina from Wisconsin. It was just kind of a new beginning kind of a place. But in addition to that, the, the reason why I could finish the book now was just this, the entire, um, um, the, the broad spectrum of everything that you offer in your program. So from the get-go, you know, I felt like, hey, I'm with the crowd here. I'm one of these other, you know, authors in transformation, as you call it. And I'm listening to the other authors in your program who are really close to publishing. There's so much excitement and um, crazy excitement, crazy stuff going on at that time. And yet, we watch these authors going to their publication date, and it's it's so fun. It's wonderful. And you also hear the struggles, you know, before, and, and you can relate to the, their struggles. Um, mm. The fact that it, I really call it, you know, a turnkey operation. I don't know the, how you define it, but I don't want to. I like I that. That works. I call it a one-stop shop, but okay, similar. Yeah. I did not want to struggle um, with wondering how am I going to find an editor? How am I going to get this thing published? I don't know anything about the publishing world. I simply saw your program, saw all the benefits. Oh, yeah, I get my own personal editor. We get to, you know, she knows my focus, word I'm focusing on. And it, it you handle all the publishing. I mean, it's just... Um, I guess I'm holding my hands in like a baby, you know, like a mom holds a baby, and I just felt held, and the trust Mm. that you deliver throughout, I mean, consistently throughout the whole process, trust uh, this program, it works, and I felt it the whole way, and um, that's what made me complete the book. And tell me about the feeling of finishing. Um, as somebody who's wanted to write a book multiple times, what did it feel like when your book was done? Yeah, to um, to use to hear myself say that I'm an author is to speak that out loud. Um, to even say it right now, there's a lot of emotion in me because previous to this time, it's just been this inside uh, picture that I've carried around, an inside dream that I've carried around and held really tightly. And 
again, it's another form of liberation for the scary cat um, just to pronounce those words about myself, to identify as an author and say, I have written my book. And I've often often used the phrase, oh, I just wrote, wrote my first book. And that just slips out really easily and really seamlessly for me. But I'm... Um, Tell me what that means to you when you say, I've just written my first book. Well, to go from years and years and years and years and years of secretly wishing that I were writing a book, that I, you know, had written a book, to all all of a sudden its reality is um, it's sort of that miracle and magic thing that you're talking about. It's just, it's, um, I'm not ha- I'm not bringing the words very well together here to express the feeling. It's amazing. It's simply amazing. Do you think that because you finished your first book, now you can see more clearly the second book? So when you say like I just mm. finished my first book, it's like almost like you're calling in future books. Yes. Oh yes, I am. Mm. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. What's the best thing to come out of having a book for you? Hmm. Well, it ties in with what we were just talking about, I guess, that I no longer have to carry this this dream of saying I want to be an author because I am an author now and that um, I – I feel it in me and I say I'm an author to people when I'm in, you know, meeting somebody for the first time and I'm honoring a part of me that was kept hidden for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, um that's <sighs> one of the that's one of the best parts, I guess. The other thing is I recognize how much um I am inspired I guess I've always recognized I've been inspired by other people's stories. You know, that's you know you like to you love to read books, and now you have this business where you help people right. uh, write their books. I love hearing stories, and I just started a podcast where I'm interviewing mm. women over fifty. I'm calling it Bloom Baby Bloom, straight talk from now or never kind of women over fifty. Oh, and I'm asking them their story. So it's feeding me. You know, I've shared my story about um, being over 50 and consciously choosing to make changes in my life. Um, and now I get to ask other women their story and, and have them share their stories. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I love that. I should send people to you. Can they find out about this on ColleenTroy.com, or is there a better way yes. they can find yes. out about yes. Bloom? They can, they, they can find it on there. It's also on iTunes and SoundCloud. I love it. So ColleenTroy.com and on iTunes and SoundCloud, check out Bloom, Baby Bloom. I love it. And maybe you're listening and you're, you're over 50 and you have a story. Track Colleen down. Um, yes. Maybe you can be a guest on her show. I love it. Would love that. Because, um, Angela, some of these stories could be in my next book. Uh, fantastic. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> so tell me what was 
different? If you were going back in time and um, going to talk to yourself just before you signed up for the program, what what surprised you or what was different about writing and publishing a book than you maybe expected? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, big surprise. Um, you had said to uh, to our group that if you can find like two to four hours a week in your very busy schedule, everybody has commitments, work, family, um, you know, their life is scheduled. But if you can find two to four hours a week to write, then you can write a book. And that was like a light bulb for me. Um, I, I have always always carried this uh, romantic ideal of a writer who, you know, sits chain smoking by their computer and just is struggling and suffering to write and to produce something. And that is not at uh, I mean, that's not at all the case in my experience of writing this book. Um, and that, that's definitely one thing. In other words, if I can commit to those two to four hours, I can do it. So that was such a simple transformation of somebody who I thought had to be at their computer for 12 hours a day and night yeah, to, I, to write. I think of that as the legacy of Hemingway. You have to become an alcoholic and a chain smoker and ideally miserable and cynical and alone and have no community, and then you can qualify as a writer. And uh, exactly. not, it could be like that if you choose it, but it does not have to be like that. Exactly. Um, the other part that is uh, obviously very unique, uh, well, or was it a helpful, helpful um process that you suggest is to write forward. Uh, in other words, we have our deadlines, our weekly deadlines, we turn them in, and then the editor gives them back to us. And there was, I remember reading the edited pieces and uh, and then wondering, oh, should I, you know, go back and rewrite? But actually, the helpful um, mantra of writing forward is what got, kept me going in the whole process to write chapter mm. after chapter. So just write forward. Um, it, it just it's a, it works. I mean, that was a surprise as well. Yeah. the The interesting thing about editing while you write is they it just uses different parts of your brain. And it it doesn't just slow down the process in terms of the number of hours that it might take editing and the number of hours it might take writing, but actually switching, making your brain mm. shift from editor mode to writer mode, um, that adds like a tremendous amount of time and need for procrastination um, <laughs> and just like hard staying into it. So if you can keep your brain focused on getting that first draft manuscript done and then go back and edit both things take less time. So, yeah, I think that's a really good tip. Well, before we wrap it up today, is there any advice that you would give to somebody who wants to write a book? Maybe they're a scaredy cat and they're wondering, uh, is it now or never for me with my book? What advice would you give them? Other than to get your book on Amazon, Now or Never by Colleen Troy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just the the suffering that a scaredy cat goes through because they are not expressing themselves in the way that they truly want to is is just 
time to end that and release that, you know, release your expression out into the world to make that difference that you really want to make. I mean, that's, that's what I want to do, this whole concept of now or never um, for, or for people of any age. But um, absolutely don't wait. It's a thrilling experience. It's empowering and um, oh, from here on out, anything is po- It's all possible. It's all possible after you write a book. <laughs> Don't wait. Love it. Awesome. Well, Colleen M. Troy, she is the author of the best-selling book, Now or Never for Scaredy Cats, Stop Hiding, Break Some Rules, and Have Way More Fun Before It's Too Late. You can find her book on Amazon.com. You can learn more about her and her Bloom Baby Bloom podcast at Colleen Troy, which is spelled T is in Texas, R is in Romeo, O is in Opera, Y is in Yellow. ColleenTroy.com. Colleen, thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been great having you. Angela, thank you so much, and uh, continue your work. It's fabulous. Mm, Thank you. Well, you guys, we are um, kicking off our summer programs. If you are thinking about writing a book, head on over to theauthorincubator.com slash apply. We would love to learn more about you and your book and your mission to make a difference. We'll be back with another episode of Book Journeys Radio. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.